The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. It's a pleasure to have you with me this evening. And as always, I have located an amazingly powerful individual to be the guest spotlight tonight. And in doing so, we're going to let you know how you can receive a free copy of a book during this time of the year. So that will be a gift that you can give to yourself, and I'll let you know more about that. The series of shows that we have had over the past few weeks have been structured so that you really receive what you need to have for the birthing that is to take place in 2012. So go back and look at some of the archives and listen in. Barbara Marks Hubbard is on there, and she's talking about so much of this birth and what is expected. Jack Canfield is speaking about how we are all part of this great force, your own motorcycle gang that's here to do the things on the planet and how you can unite with those people. Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes speaks on the divine feminine, on, on the great mother, and connecting to that to allow your power to come forward. Shakti Gwain, Living in the Light, and Deva Haley Mitchell, uh, about passion and fire and connecting to the goddesses are just a few of the past few weeks, and they lead beautifully into tonight's guest, who is Steve Olsher, and he has a book entitled Journey to You. He is also known as America's Reinvention Expert, and as we venture into a new year, oftentimes it feels like there's some change that has to occur. It feels like it's time for a new birthing. And now more than ever in 2012, you can make that shift. Steve is a successful entrepreneur who has applied his street smarts, business acumen, and communication skills to a wide range of endeavors. He is the co-star of the groundbreaking film, The Keeper of the Keys, which is releasing next month. And it has in it Jack Canfield, John Gray, and Marcy Shimoff, founder of the Reinvention Workshop, host of Reinvention Talk Radio, author of USA Book News Self-Help Book of the Year. I'd like to welcome Steve Ulster to 1111 Talk Radio. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's a real honor. Well, it's great to have you. I think it's a fabulous book to allow people a step-by-step guide to becoming who they were born to be. And your subtitle is actually that. It is a step-by-step guide to becoming who you were born to be. And it is filled with numerous exercises. And um, what I think is probably most powerful is the own personal words that you place in there to let a person know that we all go through every single type of experience and that we can get out of any type of experience. It's not that we have to transform into someone entirely new, but there is this innate greatness that is in each one of us. Yeah, absolutely. I think you uh, you said it very well that 
as a reinvention expert, I, I don't encourage anyone to change who they are. I, I just really do work with people to help them become who they were already born to be. And so sometimes it's a matter of shedding the, the shackles and layers that we've acquired over the years. And other times it's just simply a matter of, of being shown the right direction. And, uh, and ultimately, you're right. I mean, I do absolutely believe that we each have an inherent blueprint. I mean, it's already within our DNA to do something extraordinary. We simply have to honor what's already there and learn how to cultivate it. And the book, what I really liked is that you actually start with the foundation of the four stages of learning so that people can kind of gauge where they are in the grand scheme of those things so that they know where they have to go. I'd love to take people through these four stages and have you explain a little bit about what each one is. And to outright bullet list them, there's unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and unconscious competence. So let's go through each one of those and let people kind of gauge where they are in this moment. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's quite, a, quite a mouthful, of course, but, you know, the reality of the situation is, is that it's imperative to be very clear on where it is that things start so that you, so you know what you, you really need to do now uh, in order to support the person that you're going to become because too often people just want to throw you into the fire and just say, okay, great, hey, here's your passion, go out and pursue it. But without having the, the strong foundation in place to support the person that you're going to become, you really will make a number of, of mistakes that have, that, you know, it plague, they plague all of us, and, and most of that lies within the state of unconscious competence. And this is coming from the competence-conscious learning stages model, <laughs> which, again, is, is quite, uh, quite the mouthful. But as you said, there, there are four stages uh, to that, and this was this was created by Dr. Thomas Gordon. And so, what I've done is is really adapted uh, Gordon's model in a way that applies to everyone on an individual basis. And there is a, a direct path to freedom. And so, that step one requires you to become clear on who you are and why you do what you do, and and just bring to the surface what might not necessarily serve you well and also what really does work to your benefit so that you can then move to step two, which is making a conscious choice about what to do with that information. Do you modify it? Do you improve upon it? Do you eliminate it, et cetera? And then at least with that conscious choice in hand, you can choose the path to take that gets you towards where it is that you really do want to go. Well, and I think that when you look at these stages of learning as a platform, the way that you approach them, you're getting people to look at life not just from one angle, not just from the spiritual angle, or not just from a practical angle, but you're, you're using all of that. You're, you're saying, this is who you are, this is what you've got, here are your strengths, here are your weaknesses, but get in touch with all of that and see where different episodes that have occurred in your life are things that you can leap from instead of falling into. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the idea there is that we all have had victories that have, again, worked, worked to our, our betterment and areas of our life where we've just been naturally wired to excel. And the idea uh, behind that this first section of the book is to really go ahead and let's explore what doesn't necessarily serve you well and let's explore what does 
and obviously move you towards, in other words, filter as much of your activities towards that which serves you well and away from those areas of your life that work to your detriment as, as often as you possibly can. I mean, when you look at where your life is now and 99.9% of your activities fall within just areas that you abhor or don't bring you any real joy or satisfaction, I mean, it, it's no wonder why there are as many problems as there are in the world because we spend so much of our time doing things uh, that, frankly, just just, just are, are not what we're inherently wired to, to want to do. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it all kind of backs up to creating that foundation and that platform with which to launch you towards your future. But inevitably, you know, wherever you go, there you are, as Dr., you know, as Thomas A. Kempis said so, so many millennia ago. <laughs> and, and, that, and that saying holds so true now because you do have to understand who you are, why you do what you do, and have a strategic plan of action for how to propel your life forward so that when you get there, you know how to handle it, which takes you to stage two of my process, which is learning the seven life-altering principles, uh, which really have a dramatic impact on, on how you deal with life as, as, as it happens. And in, and in getting to that place, it's, it's very much... Uh, a process that allows walls to be built around a person that say, this is what you are responsible for. It's not something that you can point the finger at and blame the outside world. It's something that you've got to look at yourself and you've got to sit down and be willing to take the time to do the work to say, here are my strengths, here are my weaknesses, here are my foibles, here are, are what I can do, or here are the people that I admire, here are the people uh, that I have a problem or a trigger with. It's really getting that person to identify that they are at the center of their life and only from there can something be built. That, I mean, that is absolutely uh, perfectly said, and, and the reality for for my work is that I wholeheartedly believe that whatever happened to you in the past, frankly, is irrelevant. And I do not believe that you have to move backwards in order to move forwards because life absolutely starts over right now and it starts over right now and it starts over right now. And so (laughs) the choice as you move forward is yours to carry all that with you as you go towards that next moment in life and towards future endeavors or future relationships, or cut the cord and say, you know what, I'm going to treat life as a blank slate, and I'm going to move forward with purpose and conviction based on where it is that I know I want to go in my life. Well, and and you do go into these seven life-altering principles, which uh, the acronym is SLAP, which I really liked that, because (laughs) oftentimes we kind of do have to slap ourselves into shape, don't we? (laughs) You know, the funny thing about this, Simran, is when I wrote that section and I came up with the seven life-altering principles, it wasn't until many months later that I realized that the acronym for the seven life-altering principles was a slap. So it wasn't even intentional. <laughs> well, you know, it, it often takes a crisis or us falling down on our rear ends to get us to stop, but it's the slap that actually wakes us back up to say, wait a minute, you've got to do something about this. And so it was the perfect, it was the perfect use of the letters, I thought. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, it's just funny how it, how it kind of fell into place that way. And really what the, the seven life-altering principles are about is they're all about learning how to live in a way that, that frankly, we're just never taught in the school. I mean, we, 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 we learn how to read and write and do some math and these sort of things, but no one really teaches us how to live powerfully 
And so it all is about, as you said, choice. And the seven life-altering principles are absolutely designed to help you become clear on what it is that you want, how to move things that distract you to the wayside, and really stop operating like a windsock where, you know, something happens and you, you kind of blow that way and you feel crappy about things, and then something happens and you kind of blow that way and you feel great about things. It's, it's a matter of just establishing stability and being a smooth rock as opposed to a crater. And if you can picture a smooth rock or a crater in the waterfall of life, I think you can imagine what I'm getting at with the analogy. Most definitely. And we're going to go more into these seven life-altering principles when we come back. I am with Steve Olsher, and he is the author of Journey to You. And today, if you'd like to get a free copy of this book, it is open to you to have. And you can go to journeytoyou.com and just go in and click and fill out what you need to fill out, and you can receive a free step-by-step guide to becoming who you were born to be entitled Journey to You. So definitely go visit that website, journeytoyou.com. You can also find out more about Steve's reinvention workshop. He's got one coming up in Chicago, or you can do this online, and that's reinventionworkshop.com. And finally, be very aware of a new movie entitled Keeper of the Keys that Steve Olsher has produced, and it has got some wonderful people in it, such as Jack Canfield, John Gray, and Marcy Shimoff. One of the key key places that you begin this book journey to you with is the four stages of learning and this is a model that helps you to understand where you are unconscious incompetence is not knowing what your strengths or problems are or how to identify them the next stage is conscious incompetence where you have the ability to identify the strengths or problems but not the desire or knowledge to improve upon them or correct them third is conscious competence having the proficiency to achieve your desired results but needing to be consciously focused on the process as you perform the actions. And then we move into unconscious competence, having the proficiency to achieve your desired results without having to think about it. This is also known as being in the zone. Let's move you into a place where you could be in the zone. Find out more about Steve Olsher at steveolsher.com. That's Steve Olsher, O-L-S-H-E-R.com. We'll be right back with Steve. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network.
are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. I invite you to get your free copy of the Self-Help Book of the Year in 2010. This book is by Steve Ulsher, and you can go to journeytoyou.com and access your free copy of his book. Uh, this is a wonderful guide that helps you understand a practical blueprint for life that empowers you to reconnect with who you really are. It leverages your natural talent and allows you to hone in on the key areas where you're wired to succeed. This is the time where you can uncover and eliminate the barriers that you've unconsciously created. As you go into 2012, live with clear direction and focus on this by implementing the SLAP, the seven life-altering principles, and identify what your what is the one vocation you're compelled to pursue? Establish a plan of action for achieving your natural-born greatness and create at-a-glance references that identify your life's purpose, goals, and inspiration. This is unlike other conventional self-help guides. This Journey to You book enables you to achieve the fundamental change at the deepest level of your being. And if you'd like to work with Steve personally, you can attend one of his workshops. Reinvention Workshop is coming up in Chicago, or you can attend it online, and you can connect with that at thereinventionworkshop.com. In addition, uh, you may be interested in viewing a new DVD entitled Keeper of the Keys, which has in it Steve Olsher, Jack Canfield, John Gray, and Marcy Shimoff, among others. So, Steve, let's talk a little bit more about the SLAP and go into some of these different principles that are involved uh, with this, can you start off with uh, the first one? The you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's uh, it's actually a, a term that I coined, uh, which is a fancy way of saying yes, no, but it's it's pronounced yay no. Yay no, okay. I like you know. Line over the yeah, you know, I like that. But the idea is, be, I mean, really, yay no is all about recognizing that every moment of every single day, we face a moment of truth. And in that moment of truth, you can decide, you can choose whether or not to head down a path that is congruent with who it is that you are compelled to be. Or you can move in a divergent direction that really takes you farther away from your destiny. And so some of these yay-no moments are obvious, right? Like someone says, will you marry me? Well, of course, that's a yay-no moment. That's a yes-no moment. Yes, I'll get married. You spend, you know, however long you spend with that person. And no, of course, you don't. And others are less obvious, like how you sit in your chair or how you breathe or how you respond when someone says something to you. But the idea is that there's really a fork in the road that you face almost every single moment. And the idea behind Yano is to create conscious choices that align in a, in a congruent path that take you in a direction that you absolutely intentionally want to go. And you want to shift your focus from where you are right now to the potential ramifications of that choice. In other words... You want the you of tomorrow to be able to look back and give thanks to the you of today. 
that's the power of making conscious, positive, yay, no choices. Well, you know, Steve, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to stop saying that. Yay, no is really, to me, another uh, important in another way. When I read through this section, I hear from so many people, whether it's on social media or whether it is clients or different people that struggle so much with meditation, with not being able to get still or quiet. And oftentimes people don't realize that meditation can come about in many different ways. And when you speak about Yano, you know, we often think about and take the time to look at those choices for the big decisions, like graduating from college or getting married or naming a child or whatever it is that we're doing in those types of moments. But it is in all those smaller moments, such as how we might walk down the stairs, or are we carrying too many things to the car, or have we put too much on our plate for one evening. Those littler things that we kind of take for granted and shove off to the side as, I'm just going to get that stuff done, if we start to get more present to all of those moments and all of those choices, that in itself is a meditation. That in itself will bring a person to a higher vibration and a closer connection to the creation of their reality being in alignment. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I mean, it's, that, that's the beauty of the work that, that we all do here is there's so many different interpretations of the written word, of concepts, etc., that the hope is that people really internalize what's said in a way that works for them. And so I, I love your interpretation of that. I think it's absolutely spot on. Well, I think it's a powerful, a powerful way to uh, add something to your life. And so everyone can know that that yay no is something that they can take away and start to more closely look at the choices. Now, your second life-altering principle is reclaim the canyon. And you say that this is establishing the space between life as it happens and the, recre- the reaction to those events. Talk a little bit more about that. Sure. And this is not a, a unique concept. I just I, in this case, I'm trying to uh, create a, a way to visualize what most term is stimulus response. And I know that Stephen Covey spoke extensively uh, about stimulus response in, in, in a lot of his work. And so Reclaim the Canyon is the whole idea of reclaiming that sacred space that exists between life as it happens and your reaction to it. Because so often, life is about manipulation. Whether we like to admit it or not, it's always grounded in manipulation, whether it's what someone says to you, how they say it, things that happen, etc. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to be cynical here, and of course some of it is unintentional, but for the most part, if you're having a conversation with someone, they have an agenda, for the most part. <laughs> I, don't want to get, I don't want to get hate mail on this, but for the most part, people do have an agenda. And the idea is to really reclaim that sacred space that you own. Because ultimately, how you choose to react to life as it happens is completely within your control. Now, of course, there's going to be random acts of terrorism or, I mean, some God forbid type of scenario. But the fact remains that the majority of your life, 99% and change, is under your control. And you can take back the power of deciding how it is that you want to live your life. If you want to be stressed, you can be stressed. If you want to be peaceful, you can be peaceful. I mean, again, it's kind of a combination of the yay, no, and regain, reclaim the canyon here, but the idea is that when you've got that stimulus, it's up to you to create your, your, your desired response. 
Well, you bring up another good point because a lot of people would have a challenge at saying the majority of the actions in my life are manipulative because we don't want to see ourselves as that. We don't want to think, well, I went to visit this person that was sick because I had another motive, or I gave this gift because I had another motive, or I stopped to help this person because I had another motive. But that is part of the journey in being able to look at ourselves deeper and deeper and deeper, and it allows us to get clearer as to why are we really doing these things, and if we could heal that, would we really be doing it? You know, and and it just gets us to live a more authentic experience, but that is a very deep concept to get to. Absolutely, and you know, again, I don't. I want to try to avoid as much hate mail as possible. But <laughs> you know, the fact of the matter is that yeah, it's it's really hard to to sit back and say that that can't possibly be true. But just remember, we're all grown up five year olds, and <laughs> and I've got a five year old at home, and I know that everything that he does is ground in manipulation. And so, I mean, look at your look at your children if you have them, and uh, and you'll see what I mean. That's that's a good analogy to place is look at your children and see how they can just wrap wrap themselves around our fingers and get whatever they want. The next one was the sufficiency theory. And you talk about a journey typically going uh, such as setting the objectives and then we focus on meeting the objectives and then we believe we've achieved the objectives and that was the goal. But when we finally re- achieve those objectives, we set new ones because we're just not happy for a very long time. All of a sudden, we lost the sizzle because we got what we wanted. Yeah, it's, it's in the book, it's called The Sufficiency Theory. I, I think in the next edition, I'm going to rename it to the when-then syndrome because it's like, it's, it's so true. We, we live our lives in this constant state of pause where we basically say, you know, I, I've got this goal, whatever this goal might be. I, I want to have $25,000 in the bank. And until I get that money in the bank, I'm not going to necessarily feel great about myself and kind of walk around with this air of like, eh, you know, and it's just going to be like this, this sort of overriding way of being that says, you know, I'm not a winner or I'm not feeling great because I haven't accomplished this goal. And then the idea is that when you accomplish that goal, everything's going to magically change. It's like this line in the sand that you've drawn where once you cross that line in the sand, everything's going to change. If, you, if you're going to be like, wow, you know, I've got this, this objective fulfilled, I'm now going to walk around with my head up high, I'm going to be nice to people, I'm going to breathe deep, I'm going to relax, you know, whatever it might be, that's going to happen. Like, I'm going to give myself permission to be and do and feel and act in a certain way simply because you've accomplished what it is that you arbitrarily put your mind on. But the fact of the matter is, once you've got that line in the sand drawn, you get over that line, let's say twenty five grand in the bank, what happens, Simon? Well, then there's another line to cross. Absolutely. So now you want fifty grand in the bank. You got a two bedroom apartment, you want a three bedroom house, you know, you got a, a Toyota, you want a Lexus. I, it's like we always look towards external things to bring us happiness and success is an inside job. I mean you can't get it from anywhere else, happiness, success, whatever it is that you think you need from the outside world, from external actions, environment, people, uh, success, I mean, whatever it might be for you, it's a myth. It's a utopian myth which doesn't exist. There is no place that you're going to get to where there's people blowing sunshine all day long and everyone's walking around super happy because life is so great. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't exist. You can create the reality that you want to create right now, and being that way 
doesn't cost you a dime. But not being that way costs you everything. And we are speaking about some of the seven life-altering principles that are in the book Journey to You by Steve Olsher. He is America's reinvention expert and has also been a part of the groundbreaking film The Keeper of the Keys. This book was the USA Book News Self-Help Book of the Year, and I invite you to get your own free copy by going to journeytoyou.com. You can also uh, work personally with Steve, if you want more information on that, go to thereinventionworkshop.com. I'd like to invite you to also take advantage of getting uh, 1111 Magazine for free. I am offering it to everyone uh, for the birth of 2012 as a gift to you. All 2012 issues, all archived 2010 and 2011 issues available to you. Definitely take advantage of that. Support yourself in growing and healing and in reading uh different wisdom and words from people all over the world and the leading change agents that are in the personal growth and self-development industry. In addition, next week's show with Alea Deo is extremely powerful. We are going to be setting intentions using harmonic frequencies and doing some powerful work to get you birthing 2012 in the right way for yourself. We'll be right back with Steve Olsher, journeytoyou.com. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. You are the common denominator in your life, and although sometimes it doesn't seem like it, the world really isn't out to get you, nor does it revolve around you. But if you let yourself get complacent, you'll end up somewhere you didn't really want to go. If you spend your time complaining, you're going to find out you're going to get more of what you've been getting. But if you are choosing to have 
positive change in your life and you're willing to create that, if you're willing to make thoughtful decisions about your actions and understand that your power to influence yourself will always be enormously greater than your power to influence others, then you would have a completely different life. My guest today is Steve Olsher, and he is the author of JourneyToYou.com. He is offering that as a free copy to anyone that's interested, and you can go and get that gift by going to JourneyToYou.com. You can find out more about him at steveolsher.com or work personally with him by going to the reinventionworkshop.com. Uh, it is a wonderful book, and it was the self-help book of the year by USA Book News, so definitely access your free copy. We were talking about the seven life-altering principles, the SLAP, and in this you'll have the ideas and the concepts to help you go back and start to shift your life into where you're wanting it to go. So in, in some of the other principles, uh, Steve, talk about the ones that you feel um, have really impacted you. I know there are several others, but I want people to get your book, so I'm not going to let them know about all of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate the opportunity to chat about uh, some of my favorite aspects of the book. And I think ultimately what I what I've taken away from my own writing, <laughs> and, and I mean, that's kind of why we write. You know, we, we, we certainly want to help others, but ultimately... You know, writing is a lot, uh, in my opinion anyway, it's a lot about creating a roadmap for ourselves. And so this book is, is, is certainly helped other people, but I use it all the time, and the concepts stick. And that's, uh, that's one of the main things that I think people will find to be very different about this book, is it's not just one of those unrealistic go-live-in-a-cave-for-six-months kind of books and come out and you'll have your purpose pretty clear. I mean, it's a really down-to-earth, practical how-to guide that teaches you exactly what to do to create that life that you can be proud of. And one of the concepts that I really like, it's sort of a summation, if you will, of these seven life-altering principles. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, but it's the concept of living life as a smooth rock as opposed to a crater. And this isn't in the book, but it's kind of a summation of the seven life-altering principles. I was thinking, I didn't read about a rock. <laughs> right, I know. So please, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing this. <laughs> but the, the idea behind the, the smooth rock and the crater is that if you can picture a stream of water, a smooth rock basically lets that water just kind of flow downstream and it'll end up wherever it ends up. A crater will hold on to that water and it will basically eat away at that rock and keep digging deeper and keep digging deeper until the, the hole and, the, and, the, and, the, and the, the, the crevice, if you will, just gets wider and wider. And ultimately, it's as if the, the issues of, of life that, that assemble in that crater just continually to, they just continue to overwhelm you and become the focus of your thoughts, of your actions, etc., and what happens is as soon as you get rid of, of those thoughts or that part of your life that, that was just stuck, the next waterfall of life comes through and washes that one out, and then that one gathers and that becomes the focus. And so what I've become very clear on is that living life as a crater is no place to be. And that was a problem for me for many, many years. And fortunately, I've been able to take on more of a, of a smooth rock type of personality, which has helped me immensely, both in terms of my mental state of mind and my physical state of being. And i got to tell you when, you, when you hold on to everything, it really does begin to eat away at you, body and, and, and soul. 
And that's such an important point. The other thing that I found in reading your book, which very much aligns with my point of view, is is to let people know that the journey is the destination. There's there's not this end goal that we're here to reach. There's not this end attainment, but it is actually the experience of ourselves and being able to walk this walk and grow and witness ourselves through all of this process that really is the gold that we want to hold in our hands. And and you write that also in your book in, in your way, uh, to let people know that this journey is it's it's for you to discover you. Yeah, and, and really it is a matter of there is no there is no destination. That's why, as I said, the journey is the destination. I mean, you know, the destination is the road. The destination is the road. The journey is the destination. The idea is, you know, the road is exactly where you're supposed to be. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. It doesn't get any better than being on the road. I mean, that's what life is. And we so often want that road to lead us somewhere, and we try to manipulate and, and forge our path. But reality is that you don't have to. Reality is that once you're on that road, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Well, and if there were to be potholes in the road or craters in the road, we wouldn't let our car just get stuck there and sit there for eternity. We would fix the car and get the car going again. So why, you know, why don't people do that with their lives? Why don't you think about, you know, taking that pothole that you just ran into and getting some help or lifting your car out of that pothole and continuing forward on your journey? And I think I think that so many people like you said um, like you found yourself in the past, they get into that crater and they don't get out of it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great analogy. I love that. As a matter of fact, Simran, I will now use it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you you uh, are most welcome to use that analogy. Right, I would I'll like to you, uh, talk a little a bit. every time I, uh, I use it now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one of the other things that I do want to point out as far as the seven life-altering principles is concerned is that the last principle, which talks about the slow death of not being the star, Yes. Just, it's so crucial to become a creator. And what ends up happening is at some point in our lives, we turn off that, that, that button of creativity. And as if we just live our lives on rewind and kind of smash that record button. And it's just, it's so easy to be a critic. And it's so hard to be a creator. And what I challenge people to do is really to become a creator. And whatever it is that's holding you back, whatever it is that you're afraid of, i got to tell you, it pales in comparison to what you're burying within the, the nether regions of your soul, never to be heard from by anyone, including you ever again. So absolutely think about how you can reclaim that creative element of who you inherently are and put something forth for the world to judge. I, I have to repeat what you said because I want people to really hear that, and that is it is so easy to be a critic. And it's, it's more difficult and it is more wonderful and more rewarding to be that creator because yeah. that's ultimately what we're here to hear, be. I always tell people, you know, we're, we're made in the image and likeness of our creator, but that's not a shape or a form or a body or a color or a nationality. That is creation. Our creator is creation, and that's what we're here to exemplify. That's what we're here to go out and reproduce is creation. And we do it in many different ways, from children to writing to artwork to manifesting all of the amazing inventions that have come through this planet. And so you are so right when you say that, because I think a lot of people do stand by the sidelines, and they're ready to criticize, 
but what are they doing for themselves in their world so that they can yeah. experience their own creator self? Yeah, absolutely. And then I think a lot of people get hung up on, on fear. And, and, you know, obviously everyone and their mother talks about this. My, my acronym, and everyone seems to have one, my acronym for fear is forget everything about reality. Because for me, you know, things are never going to be as, as good as you hope or, or as bad as you fear. I mean, that's just, that is what happens. You, you play this out in your mind, you get caught up in this whole emotional bureaucracy where decision-making becomes a decision-making process in itself. And it's just like it's never going to be what you what you think it's going to be, either as bad or as good. And for me, what I'm afraid of is when you talk about your creator, I'm afraid of going to my next life and meeting that creator, whoever that creator might be, and that creator looking at me and saying, I gave you a gift, and you did nothing with that gift. And because you did nothing with that gift, you go that way. And that way looks really unpleasant. <laughs> As opposed to meeting my creator and that creator saying, I gave you a gift. And because you honored that gift and shared that gift with so many and made the world a better place, you go this way. And this way looks very pleasant. And so whatever it is that you are afraid of, wherever your fear lies, whether it's money or knowledge or, or a, a fear of what other people might think or just not understanding how to get from where you are to where you want to go, I guarantee you it pales in comparison to what I'm afraid of. So whatever your fears are in this lifetime, I guarantee you they are surmountable. Most definitely. And oftentimes that thing that we fear or the outcome that we are fearing because we do something or don't do something, we usually already have created it in our lives. You know, if, if we are afraid of not being approved of or not being successful, but we haven't moved to do something, then we've already created that fear. We're already not approved of and not successful because we're disapproving of ourselves, and in our own eyes we've failed. And you wrote a statement that is very powerful in the book, and it is that your perception is your reality. It doesn't make it truth, but you've now created that perception, so you have made that your reality. And mm-hmm. when we do that... You know, we've put filters on and we have now created um, chaos in our life, and it may not even be the truth that other people see. Yeah, absolutely. And ultimately, for me, it, it all boils down to discovering that one thing that you're compelled to do. I call that your what. And so the question is, what is your what? What is that one thing? And maybe in the next segment here, we can dig a little bit deeper uh, into the importance of discovering what your what is, because I guarantee you once you discover it, things that used to bother you carry a lot less weight. There won't be enough hours in the day to, to get done what you got to get done. And, you know, you're going to jump out of bed every morning with fire because you will be in touch with who it is that you are inherently wired to be. And it's just, it's the, I'm telling you, if you do nothing else, between now and the end of 2012, figure out what your what is, whether it's through my book or what color is your parachute or Janet Atwood is the passion Fest. I don't care. Just make sure you figure out what it is because we're all out there waiting for you. And we will talk more about what is your what when we get back from this commercial break. This book, Journey to You, will take you through the many different phases, the slap, the life-altering steps, and you'll also find out about the vortex of vulnerability and the vortex of invincibility, two powerful concepts that you have several takeaways from that can really support you. You are listening to 
Steve Olsher. He is the author of Journey to You, uh, the USA Book News Self-Help Book of the Year. And it is a wonderful book that can really help take you to where you want to be. We'll be right back with Steve Olsher. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Definitely take advantage of receiving uh, 1111 Magazine for free, all of 2012, and archived issues from 2010 and 2011. You can go to 111mag.com and sign up for that, and you will have access to everything, which is my gift to you as you go into 2012 and allow your own changes and transformation and birthing to take place. In addition, get your free copy of my guest, Steve Ulcher's book, Journey to You, and you can get that by going to Journey to you.com. It is a wonderful book that will take you through many steps and processes and give you a lot of very valuable practical information. You will refer to this over and over again. In addition, we have a wonderful lineup in the coming weeks. We have Neil Donald Walsh, Julia Cameron, Ariel Ford, Mike Dooley, and Gary Zukoff, to name a few. So I'm very excited to have many of these amazing voices to come. Most definitely tune in next week with Alea Deo. We are going to have some sound healing and some frequency and vibration toning, and it is going to be an amazing night of sound and prayer and intention to truly establish what you want to set forward in the coming year. Steve, I want to talk about what is your what, and that is that unique, innate talent that comes most naturally to each and every one of us. And when we're engaged in that what, you say that time stands still and there's nothing else that we'd rather be doing. Well, I mean, that is for sure. <laughs> it's, it's a magical, magical place to be. And I encourage people to think back on some of those moments in time where everything just 
stood still and you were absolutely in that state of emotional nirvana where there was just no conscious thoughts and everything just flowed. And it happened to all of us at some point in our lives, unfortunately for most of us, far too infrequently. And it's, it's an amazing journey where when you get to the point of understanding what your what is, everything else just literally comes together. I mean, it's as if the stars align and you have just never been so clear. But I want people to really understand that discovering your what is simply the first step. And after you discover your what, things organically develop. Again, we go back to the whole concept of the destination is the road. Well, discovering your what is just simply one point in time on that road of of self-discovery and making an inordinate difference in both your life and and the lives of of so many. And I do believe... What were some of the steps, so that people kind of understand that, what were some of the steps when you discovered your what... The steps that had to take you to being able to live that what? Well, you know, it's interesting. I actually had a a turning point in my life that put me on the map to to self-discovery. And as a lifelong entrepreneur, I've been involved with numerous ventures over the years. And I've always had that, that entrepreneurial fire to try to make a dollar out of 15 cents. I mean, it's just, it's in, it's, part of my DNA, but I had really made that the focus of my life, and about four and a half years ago or so, I was with my stepfather, who was very ill, and he was actually at home in hospice, and I was holding his hand, and while he was literally in his his last days, he he could no longer speak verbally, but I believe that we were able to connect through that, that physical point of touch. And I had a vision of my funeral, not his funeral, but my funeral, and I could hear the words being spoken graveside, which were, here lies Steve Olsher, he dedicated his life to chasing the almighty dollar. And that's all that was said, and it hit me really hard, Mm. because I've always sort of had this nagging, kind of tugging at my collar type feeling that I was meant and made to do something extraordinary, but I just couldn't quite identify what it was. But my stepfather really was imploring me, to get on path, to move in a different direction. And, and i got to tell you, it, it made all the difference because he really awakened me to the destiny that, that awaited, that was awaiting me if I did not shift course. And so I, I saw that as a yay no moment. <laughs> and really I, wonder how many, I wonder how many people had an aha moment right then, that they might be just chasing the mighty dollar rather than looking at what's deeper than that. Yeah, that's, that's and, huge. Yeah, and it happens for for so many. And whether or not you choose to honor that that you know moment, that 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 epiphany, whatever you want to call it, I mean, ultimately does spell the difference between leave, living a life of, of fulfillment and contentment, satisfaction, and happiness, and just sort of meandering from one point to the other without ever really getting to where it is that you're destined to go. And so I literally began a journey, my own personal journey of, of self-discovery, and that started with putting pen to paper and mm-hmm. sharing the tips and tools and strategies and shortcuts that have worked so well in my life with others. And 26 months later, that became the book, Journey to You. I started the Reinvention Workshop, started Reinvention Radio, 
and it all developed very much in an organic fashion. But it wasn't until much later in that process, about you know, maybe two years ago or so, and then even most recently, I had another uh, really uh, just became very clear on something. Where, I, but I was able to discover that my what is really helping people discover theirs. And most recently, I've discovered that that's not enough. I mean, it's just it's not enough simply to discover what your what is. You have to know what to do with it. <laughs> and right. So, and so I've now began focusing on helping people do what I call nichetize. And so that's what it's all about, is discovering your niche and learning how to monetize it. Because ultimately, if you do what you love, the money won't follow. I don't care who you are. If someone's telling you that, you've got to run because there's no truth to it. There are practical applications, simple steps, but actually very powerful steps that you have to take to get to where it is that you can make a living doing what it is that you're compelled to do. And that, again, is going back into that same thing. It's the journey. It's the learning how to, okay, maybe I haven't written before, now starting to write. Maybe I haven't had workshops before, now starting to do that. Maybe I haven't spoken before, starting to do that. Maybe I haven't created products before, let me start to do that. Or whatever it is in whatever field, it's learning all of those steps along the way because you're experiencing yourself, the creation of yourself and the creation of your what. Absolutely, and that's part of what it's, it really is all about, and that's where you have to accept the challenge to become a creator because if you sit there and, and live life as a critic, you're ultimately just living vicariously through others anyway. I mean, think about it. When you're watching a football game, you are supporting those people living their what? You have, you have, and there's only two ways to use your time, right? I mean, you can spend your time or you can invest your time. You have spent those three hours supporting the what of so many people, the owner of the, of the team, the, the producer, the players, the coaches, I mean, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So just remember that you are supporting them on their personal journey. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of downtime, but that adds up to an enormous amount of time that you'll never get back if you're not careful. Well, I urge you to connect with Steve Olsher, and you can find out more about him at steveolsher.com. His book, Journey to You, will help take you to your next best step, and you can receive your free copy of this book, Journey to You, a step-by-step guide to becoming who you were born to be by going to journeytoyou.com. If you'd like to also find out more about him, you can find uh, him in the movie Keeper of the Keys, also starring Jack Canfield, Marcy Shimoff, and John Gray. In addition, you can work personally with him by going to the Reinvention Workshop and taking the session in Chicago or doing the course online. I'd like to close out the show talking a little bit about the vortex of invincibility. So often we look at other people that we admire and we see what we would like to be rather than recognizing that we can only identify that which we possess. So when you're looking at those people that you so admire, understand you're really seeing yourself at the potential that you have. Hone those natural strengths. Allow yourself to achieve emotional nirvana. Replicate the actions and embody the character traits of those that you admire because that is a brilliant thing to do. And as you accept your gifts as the fundamental piece of who you are, you will achieve long-term satisfaction. Consider who you're hanging out with because that is a direct sum of who you are. Until next week, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Join us for a powerful closing show for 2011 with Alea Deo. 
Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thank you.